Have you ever wondered how and why the physicians in the top positions of the pharmaceutical companies leave academia to enter industry? You're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Philip Nynan. Dr. Nynan is the Vice President for Neuroscience and Global Medical Affairs for Wyeth Pharmaceuticals. Dr. Nynan has an international reputation for excellence in research in the neurobiology and treatment of anxiety and depressive disorders. Welcome to ReachMD, Dr. Nynan. Thank you, Leslie. It's a real pleasure to be with you. Phil, you were such a well-known professor at Emory in psychiatry for so many years, but you left to take up a pretty high-profile job in industry. Why? The new challenges that were offered were intriguing, and I would say that you know my transition has been invigorating. It offered an opportunity for me to apply my knowledge and my skills at a completely new level and give me a chance to have an impact at what I would say would be translated more into a global level. As you know, there are basically three entities that deal with this area. One is academia, one is the government, and the third is industry. And it's really necessary for all of these three entities to be working together. And there has to be cross-fertilization because they all have unique roles They want everybody to be able to advance knowledge and bring new medicines to the population at large for public health purposes. So the government basically has what I would say are two roles. One is to protect the public health and establish the threshold for risk versus benefit for the greater good of society. And so this is a role that the FDA plays. And they play this in a regulatory role, and they have very specific criteria on demonstrating the benefits within certain acceptable risks of any treatment before they would approve it. The second role that the government plays is that they provide the financial resources for basic research. And so they guide that, they provide direction, and they provide an infrastructure. They set the strategic goals and then they fund that basic research. Academia uses that information to be able to advance knowledge, and so the funding might come from the government through the National Institute of Health or through the National Science Foundation or other agencies, and academicians apply to those agencies, get the money, and they go and and do the basic exploration so that knowledge is advanced at a fundamental level And they also train the next generation of scientists so that this is something that can be an ongoing exercise. Now, corporations take that information and they apply it so that nobody else can create the medicines that neither the government nor academic institutions have the capacity to be able to come up with new chemical entities to be able to go through the sequence of some very complicated steps before it can be brought to the market. And so industry has to be able to conduct the research, to be able to translate the new information, and to bring together, say, experts in medicinal chemistry, in safety, regulations, all of that, and to be able to bring novel medicines that would enhance the health of the population. And 
In my role, what I saw as the exciting challenge was to be able to contribute to a significant degree because of my previous experiences and the knowledge that I'd been privileged to have to be able to contribute at a different level. And, you know, I I jokingly say this is the afternoon of my life and uh, I could have taken a siesta or (laughs) taken on some new challenges and this opportunity came by and I thought, well, this is going to be fun. So I jumped. So what do you miss the most about academia? Well, there are several things I miss about academia. I think uh, one, as you know, at heart, I'm a clinician. So I, I really miss the patients. There's something about dealing with, you know, and I think as psychiatrists, we are privileged to have people open themselves to us. So we can live so many vicarious lives through the challenges that our patients, their pain and suffering and how they deal with it. And it's really humbling to be in a room when people are struggling with these issues. And I miss that. They taught me a lot. All of the stuff that we've talked about in terms of how the mind emerges from the brain activities, those kind of things, were really based on what I learned from my patients. And then, of course, the students. You know, students have this this youthful exuberance, and they're not burdened by a lot of knowledge, so they ask critical questions at the joints at which our arguments are the weakest and, <laughs> you know, force you to be able to articulate things which sound very different compared to if you're reading it in a book or you're hearing it uh, or you're trying to put a story together. So I, I miss the students. And then I think the third thing that was different in academia compared to industry is that in some ways in academia, you go for knowledge for the sake of knowledge. You know, you go where your nose leads you. And I remember my chairman, Charlie, you know, Charlie Nemroff, you know, I was complaining to him that he wasn't, you know, enamored enough with the brilliant idea that I had. And he says, I don't care if you study moonbeams, you can study whatever you want. The only criteria that I would have is that you're able to convince somebody so that you get funding for it. So there were really no boundaries beyond those kind of issues. But in industry, it is much more applied. There has to be a practical relevance to the information that we are trying to put together. So there there is a grounding that happens in the role that I have. And so that's the kind of transition and the difference that I would see in in my life. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Philip Ninen. We are discussing his career change from Emory professor to industry. Now he's vice president for neuroscience and global medical affairs for Wyeth Pharmaceuticals. Uh, Phil, on the flip side, what's been the most difficult thing to get used to working for industry? You know, I would say I was incredibly naive when I made the jump. And in some ways, I was jumping into an ocean and all I saw was the surface of the water and the sky above. And, and you, not all you know, the sharks? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And and now suddenly, there's you know, it's like a barrier reef and there are fish swimming around with incredible colors. And it's just a whole new vibrant life that is out there. Mm-hmm. And And I think most people really don't fathom the complexity of the matrix that is a pharmaceutical company. Our task is to be able to come up with medications that would be considered of value to society. And so there's a whole pipeline from what is called discovery, where you have 
people who are coming up with the new chemical entities, the new molecules, and so these are medicinal chemists. Or these days, there's a lot more of what are called biopharmaceuticals, so vaccines. They're made by living organisms or you know, antibodies that are being used to treat illnesses. And they come up with these treatments, and then they have to be developed. They have to be tested in animals to show you know, in animal models of illnesses that they're going to be effective. We go into studying it in humans initially for safety reasons and then efficacy for the people who have the illness. And then the threshold required for regulatory approval. So we have clinical research and development that do the phase two and phase three studies. And in our system, what happens is at the point that they are putting it up for regulatory approval, they hand the molecule or the medication over to medical affairs, which manages the medication through the life cycle of the medication. Now, in a way, this is the core aspect of what is being done, but there is a whole surrounding and supporting organization, say, regulatory that deals with the FDA, not just for approval, but also in terms of what can be used in promotional information, what goes into the label, the prescriber information that you have anytime you buy a medication. We have to monitor safety, you know, when... uh, Medicines come on the market, they, they might be studied in a few thousand patients. When they're on the market, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, potentially millions of patients can be on it. And you have to be able to see when you scale up to that level whether there are signals that might not have been picked up early on. So there have to be prospective monitoring of these systems. And then, of course, we live in a legalistic environment. There's a corporate infrastructure that is needed, policy, public relations, the whole commercial bit of all of this. So this is the complexity of a pharmaceutical company, and it is really quite difficult to try and figure out the relationships of all of these things. And I was fortunate that I had some wonderful mentors and I developed some friends who had a lot of experience in the industry, and they kind of guided me through the issues that really one needed to work through. And like anything else, any large organization, I mean, they're people. People don't necessarily behave in a rational manner. Now, in academia, I remember, I think it was Kissinger who said, you know, the battles in academia are so brutal because the issues are petty. One had to learn to deal with people. And actually, that came in in very good, you know, help for me because of the relationships that I now had to develop, how you're able to get things through because you had to develop alliances and issues like that. So on the whole, it's been a lot of work trying to understand the complexities of the system and to be able to have the relationships so that I could make a difference. And that's basically been the big challenge coming into industry. And it sounds like your background as a psychiatrist didn't hurt a bit. Not at all. Well, I'm glad you're thriving. It looks good on you. Thanks so much for being on our show, Phil. Well, thank you. We've been speaking with Dr. Philip Nynan about his transition from academia to the pharmaceutical industry. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com. If you register with the promo code RADIO, you'll receive six months of free streaming for your home or your office. If you have comments or suggestions or any questions, give us a call at 888-MD-XM-157. Thank you for listening.